0: Jimmy Vidian is the former sales manager at the Swedish TV channel TV4 who moved to Spain and to become a household name among Scandinavians who look for an exclusive house on the Gold Coast. Today he runs 3SA Estate Marbella with customers from the Nordics as well as from the southern part of Europe. When we record this episode, Jimmy's back in Sweden, but due to the situation around the coronavirus, we're recording this episode via link. Hi, Jimmy. Welcome to our podcast.
1: Thank you so much. Nice to be here.
0: You were in the media business, basically, and then you went into real estate. How did that uh, idea cross your mind?
1: Well, I saw when I was in Spain, I saw that the way of working with marketing uh, that the real estate companies did back then uh, was very old fashioned way. Mm. And uh, with, with my background from marketing and digital marketing and digital distribution of marketing, uh, I felt that uh, I could contribute a lot to uh, to the business. Uh, but of course, I wanted to do it with my own company and not giving all this information and knowledge to, to anyone else. So mm. um, my idea was to reach out with properties to potential clients through digital marketing in a
0: creative way. So you kind of just uh, saw an opportunity in a completely different industry and then you and you went for it basically.
1: Yeah, I mean uh, to be honest uh, from the beginning I didn't know anything about the real estate market in Spain more than uh, the the things I could could read read into or uh, Mm. uh, get information on. Uh, But that wasn't so important either, uh, because my focus was more to um, uh, how can I communicate with the clients on the, on the client's demands. I, I call it communication on the receiver's demands. And um, uh, in, in Spain, they don't have any Hemnet, as we have in, in Sweden, or fin.no. That they mm. have in in Norway, for example, instead you have around six thousand platforms to search properties on, and yeah. uh, that's more or less impossible for a client to 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 get uh, understanding about how the market works, what properties what etc etc so
0: but it's that's that's super inspiring to hear that you how you just kind of found this problem, so to say, and then you and then you decided to To go in and try and solve it on this journey have you had any regrets or i mean has it only been like a smooth ride when you when you did that uh, transformation of of business so to say
1: i mean start a company in in another country is not easy Um, Mm. but um, uh, the most important thing to think about when it comes to spain is to uh, find a really good lawyer a lawyer that you trust and of course a spanish lawyer uh, that mm. speaks the language. Try to, to learn the language yourself as quick as possible. Uh, but uh, as long as you do a really, really good business plan and, um, uh, and do it all the way, if you understand what I mean. Think about a typical SWOT analyze. Mm. Um, what, what is the opportunities and, and what is the obstacles? And, um, and then stick to the plan. That that's yeah. the most important because when you move to another country, it's so many things that can come in and disturb what you had in your plan from the beginning, oh. uh, and also a lot of people can disturb you uh, because if you do something different that um, uh, people get take notice of, a lot of people will will uh, disturb you and try to to st- like steal information and energy and. Uh, to mm. to be able to to get your knowledge for themselves. So it's very important to to be in a box the first one and a half year at least. Mm. Uh, so you really get your idea going.
0: Looking at entrepreneurs in in the southern part of Europe compared to the Nordics, do you do you see any difference there? And what would that be?
1: I see a huge difference and and I also see a huge opportunity for Nordic entrepreneurs to start companies in in the south part of Europe because in the Nordics, we we have a different way of working. We are used to work like 12 hours, 14 hours per day. Mm. Uh, Mostly, I think, because uh, nine months per year, we we have shit weather Mm. and... um, Uh, we have a a different work mentality in the south part of Europe. They they go up in the morning with a smile and they enjoy that, oh, it's a a nice day again. Uh, They they don't stress themselves over someone else, if you understand what I mean. And many things with this is is great. I mean, uh, I really, really love the Spanish people and the Spanish mentality. But if you bring your northern Nordic... uh, uh, personality and work weight down to the south part of of europe you can really contribute
0: and mm. um, do you have any examples of how that's been for you i mean
1: for example when when i uh, when i do a deal if i get one really happy client uh, mm. my energy is to get one more straight away um, i think many people get s- uh, stuck in in uh that the sun is shining and, and they uh, take a little bit longer lunch and uh, ah, I can do this tomorrow or whatever. Uh, th- that's a little bit the mentality in general down there. But if you stick to your Nordic way of working, um, the opportunities are enormous. Um, mm. And it doesn't need to be in in, uh, in any particular business. I would say that uh, the opportunities is great uh, in all type of businesses, where whatever you are you are good in.
0: Would you say that there's a difference in uh, what's trending right now in types of uh, companies that are, you know, getting a lot of attention, or industries that are booming? I think, of course, today also with the current uh, coronavirus going on, I would say that that would, of course, influence it. But, you know, do you see any general any general uh, trends where you work? Yeah,
1: in general, you can see that the digitalization uh, makes a lot of people understand that they can work wherever, wherever they are in the world. Mm. I mean, you don't need to go to your office in Berlin or in Oslo or in Helsinki or in in Stockholm in the same way as you had to do five years ago, uh, you can work uh, wherever you are, basically. Especially Mm. for for the people that already have really good relationship with their clients. Uh, You don't need to take four meetings per week. So, for example, a lot of our clients are entrepreneurs and um, they work three weeks per month from uh, Marbella. And then when one week per month, they uh, have 20, 25 meetings in Stockholm, for example. Mm. Um, so they keep one uh, overnight uh, stay apartment in Stockholm, and then they buy a house or, or uh, an apartment or townhouse in, in Marbella and move mm. their whole family. And I think now with the coronavirus, this will be even more because I think digital meetings will... will get really established after this and um perfectly okay and fine people will respect and feel that it's okay with a digital meeting instead
0: Mm. yeah that's interesting i mean then all of a sudden doesn't doesn't matter if you're sitting in uh, Nakia or if you're in in uh, Costa del Sol basically having meetings right
1: no it doesn't matter and and i i've been speaking for example with with uh, some of my clients they they um they work with media sales uh, mm. as I did before, but uh, they don't sell TV commercial, but whatever, it doesn't matter. Mm. And uh, they've said to me that they actually increased their sales since they moved to Costa del Sol because they have something else to talk with the clients about and, yeah. uh, and people, um, people in general get happy uh, of, of the sun and uh, yeah. the energy you get from the sun. And, and oh, it reflects over the colds, probably.
0: You've, you've uh, come back to that a few times when we've we've had some, some talks before this interview, but I think that's it sounds like you're you're really uh, kind of promoting that, you know, the outdoors lifestyle and being, you know, in the sun. That's something that you've been <laughs> kind of telling us uh, quite a lot.
1: I, I, can, I can, of course, mostly compare with, with my life that I had before, but I worked like 12, 14 hours per day, uh, including the time you, you put with your phone uh, when I was living in Stockholm. Uh, mm. But two, two and a half hours of that was car cues. Mm. Um, and uh, I never saw the sun except when I went out for, for lunch uh, for 35 minutes with my colleagues. Now I start my days with a power walk along the, on, along the ocean and I take a couple of calls or I listen to podcasts or I um, uh, study Spanish uh, Mm. in my uh, headphones. Um, And then I'm at the office uh, as I was in Stockholm uh, or run on viewings. And then I play a couple of hours of paddle. And then I continue to work during the evening because my clients have time when they put their kids yeah. in, in bed
0: <laughs> that's that's right i mean that's my my uh, kind of I don't, it might be like a pre- prejudice or something but that you know you don't you, they work pretty late uh in the southern parts of europe so it does it's not like five o'clock and then everything closes
1: you you, you work maybe longer uh mm. in hours but also you can um you can choose a little bit when you're working sometimes you maybe you play paddle in the middle of the day for example but you mm. work until 12 in the evening later so it yeah. depends
0: you touched earlier a little bit about you know your recommendations or how you saw kind of the uh, starting a business in in Spain or in southern Europe uh, and we uh, have a kind of standing uh topic in this in this podcast which is when we go to our listener questions and and uh, pick a pick one up and the one that we have uh, picked for uh, and what, which was the foundation for this episode was uh, from from a, a person who asked us you know i want to start a company in spain uh, where do i start and that's so so i think kind of if we could zoom in a little bit on that uh, based on your experience how would you recommend that our listener would go about it when you want to start something in Spain? I guess we don't know about what type of business or industry it's it's this is, but anyways, in general, can, can
1: we, for example, take one? I think really good business idea that isn't ex- established yet. So, yeah, so if, if you uh, want to deli-
0: spoil that now to everybody, then yeah, that's yeah, fine. why not? <laughs> yeah, I, I, <laughs> go for I,
1: it. I, 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 I don't have time to do it myself so so it's, <laughs> but I want someone to do it um, yeah no but actually since I moved down I um, I've come up with uh, around thirteen really good business ideas probably because you open up your your uh, mindset in a different way uh, when, when you do other routines than you did before. But one really good business idea that no one has started yet is, um, uh, for example, um, to um, uh, start an application where you can uh, book uh, sunbeds. Uh, and in this application, of course, it would be smart if you can also book restaurant tables, etc. But mm. in a way where you, in a graphic way, can see exactly what sunbed are you booking. Where is the location around the pool? Uh, Where is the sun going down uh, on this sunbed, etc.? I, I think you get a little bit better yeah, yeah. what I mean. <laughs> uh, yeah. Today you have to call all the places and mm. uh, you have to rely about, on, on the person answering the call that you get a really good sunbed, uh, which you, of course, don't get if you don't know that person or know exactly what's the number of the sunbed. And if hmm. you're a tourist, you have no idea. Um, but the first thing you really need to think about is to get a really good lawyer. Uh, that, that's critical. Uh, I met 42 different lawyers uh, wow. before I chose uh, choose, uh, two.
0: And why, why is a lawyer important? I mean, that's the first thing you mentioned. So uh, getting, getting a lawyer, <laughs> that, uh, why is it- that?
1: In the real estate business, it's important because it's the lawyer that actually uh, do the deal. Uh, The the real estate broker doesn't need to have any education and the real estate broker is finding the properties and negotiating the properties. But it's the lawyers that actually put together the deal. But in general, uh, you really need to have a good lawyer because if you get problems... um, Uh, If you get problems, you really need to um, have a lawyer that knows how to go around the system to help you as an entrepreneur, to understand your business idea. Therefore, it's the second most important thing is to really write a business plan that you can share with your lawyer so the lawyer understands all the parts in your business plan. And
0: and you said uh, you know I understand that within real estate then it's uh, particularly important due to the kind of nature of your business but when it comes to actually just starting formally starting a business in uh, in Spain is that also something that you would need a, a lawyer to do the kind of yeah. more
1: I mean, in, I don't know how it is in, in, in the rest of the Scandinavian countries, but in Sweden you can, uh, can buy something called Startplatta uh, mm. to, to uh, buy um, a shareholding company. Yeah, um, the
0: starting, like a box, like a company in a box, basically.
1: Yeah, for 1,000 yeah. euro or something. Mm. And then you put in the share capital. Uh, but in Spain, it's, it's uh, the lawyer that puts together your company. And um, usually they do that for a pretty small cost, to be honest, uh, compared to the complexity if you would have done it yourself, not knowing Spanish. But it's also good if you are Swedish, for example, to, to find a lawyer with a Swedish assistant. Uh, hmm. it's not so many of them, but if any listener wants to start a company in Spain, they can uh, call me or text me on Instagram or whatever. And I, w- I will oh, that, help them yeah. out.
0: And you said you, you met 42 of them. I mean, why, why did you have to meet 42?
1: Uh, well, I'm um, uh, a very precocious person when it comes to... Um, uh, I mean, I, ha- I have a huge control behavior when it comes to important, um, uh, partners around me, mm-hmm. um, it was the same in Sweden. Um, I, 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 I just think it's very important to have uh, really, really good people around me. And when mm-hmm. it comes to the real estate business so far, all our deals has, has gone smoothly. Um, but of course one day we, we will also have a problem for any reason and, um, when you have a good relationship with your lawyer, uh, you know that your lawyer will, will help you before he helps any
0: competitors. Mm. Uh, and, so. and when you evaluated those lawyers, I mean, what did you look for in, in, uh, in them? Any specific kind of uh, skills or type, personality type or what, what was the... Uh,
1: I've, do, I've done around 7,000 customer meetings in my life um, as a salesperson. So basically, I, I, um, I think I'm pretty good in reading people. Uh, mm. But uh, <laughs> to, to be frank and to be honest, uh, I, I looked for a lawyer that have the best possible connections in, in, uh, in uh, my, my, my city now, Marbella. Who knows the mayors, who went to school with the mayors, etc. And Mm. who speaks best English and who really understands my business plan. Um, So I presented my business plan for 10 of these 42 and and then I uh, chose um, two, two of them
0: yeah could you could you just uh, I think this is really interesting for somebody who would want to do the same as you I mean just thinking about now that you have done this when when for those 10 who you presented those business that business uh, uh, plan for I mean for the ones that you didn't choose to go forward with I mean what was their reaction to it I mean what was it with that that they that made you say or think that "Mm, maybe not this one
1: well to be honest, I felt that they saw my business plan or my, my person more like another client. They didn't mm. really understand uh, what m- my purpose with my company was over time. Yeah. Uh, they just wanted to, to close one more real estate broker as a potential client for them. They, mm. they didn't understand my concept. and our concept is not to sell real estate uh, it, it's um, of course something we do but we also try to help the client to get started with their new life in costa del sol mm. uh with all the steps that helps them to get three steps ahead basically mm. and 3sa is three steps ahead which is mm. a little bit funny um so I wanted a lawyer that understood the whole, the whole idea with the company, which is not to just sell a real estate and then say goodbye and hope to hear from you again. Um, mm. We tried to help the clients all the way.
0: And the guy that you, that you finally kind of chose for this, uh, how was his reaction different then?
1: Well, if if we, sh- if we should joke a little bit, um, <laughs> he he do what I tell him to do.
0: <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs>
1: to, so okay. to make it, to make it simple, he's very easy to to work with because yeah. uh, he he understands what I'm saying and he fix it. Um, yeah. But of course, uh, he's also polite and a very nice person.
0: Uh, are, are there any when you know when you when you when you've gone through this? Um, process i mean are there any if you were to tell somebody you know here's a red flag look out for this don't if if you see this then don't go forward with this with this one Uh,
1: when it comes to lawyers yeah in general i think that many of the lawyers in in uh, in uh, spain uh, or in costa de sol uh, are really good Uh, but one thing that many people don't Maybe don't think about this. That maybe they think that it would be great to have a lawyer that actually is Swedish, but Mm. maybe also speaks Spanish. Uh, But from my point of view, that's the most stupid uh, thing you can do. Because why? Well, if you think about it, if you turn turn the situation around, if you had a Spanish lawyer um, in Sweden this person would probably not have the same network and the same contacts as a Swedish lawyer in Sweden, when there is a fire, if you understand what I mean. So, um, to to be frank, a Swedish lawyer in Spain uh, doesn't have the same network as a Spanish lawyer born in Spain and born in, in this
0: case, Marbella. The second topic you mentioned there was about your business plan. So that was your kind of recommendation uh, about that. And to make that, uh, as you say, presentable to, for example, lawyers, what, uh, what would you recommend? How would you recommend that somebody would write their business plan uh, for this purpose, so to say?
1: Um, my, my goal when I write a business plan is always to try to write the business plan from the consumer's perspective. Um, a lot of uh, brands today in all type of businesses, they focus on the brand and from the brand and out. I try to focus from the client and in mm. uh, what's in it for the client. And um, if you write the business plan from the client's perspective, uh, it's much more easy for a third part to read this and to understand this. And mm. uh, if we continue to talk about the lawyers, they are also potential client. Uh, whatever business you want to start. And if you write the business plan from a way so the receiver really understands what's in it for them, it's easier for them to understand your idea and your company's idea Mm. uh, and your product. Yeah. So that's
0: a recommendation. Any other things that you want to add as recommendations to the listener?
1: It's to understand the nationality where you start the company because um, um, Swedish people are not in any way similar to Spanish people uh, to be honest. Uh, And it's very important to understand, I mean Swedish people and Spanish people are a good combination but uh, the nationalities and the personalities are very, very different and you really need to study your client in the country where you start the company. Uh, In Marbella, for example, it's only 10.8% of the foreign buyers of properties. That was 68,000 people in total last year buying a property in Spain, just to to make that as an example. Only 10.8% of them is Swedish. Uh, And the other nationalities are a, a huge mix. And depending on what type of business you start, you need to have a business idea that um, uh, is attractive to all these different nationalities. Mm -hmm. And not only for the nationality you represent yourself. Um, And this could also be uh, an obstacle that many people don't think about. So get to know your clientele. And uh, and the difference between a Dutch person, a Spanish person, and uh, a French person, and a Swedish person, for example. And h-
0: how do you do that? I mean, it sounds really smart, but <laughs>
1: well, you know. <laughs> uh, the way I did it was um, basically in, in my background. I've been traveling a lot all over the world. I, I put a lot of m- the money I earned during my years uh, in in everything I've been working with. And uh, before I started my company, I sent my business plan to seven friends with seven different nationalities. And I wanted Uh their opinion of the business plan. And um, everyone came back with, with a different way of seeing it. And from that, I understood how to approach different nationalities with my communication. Uh, with my
0: marketing. So a small test basically.
1: M- many many companies uh, do it much bigger of course. They put mm. a lot of money on on uh, on uh, testing uh, different new products, different uh, business ideas, but uh, I didn't have that t- uh, type of uh, interest or money or whatever to, to do a huge analyze. I, I thought the business plan was pretty good as it was. Mm. And... Um, I asked uh, three really good friends that are super successful entrepreneurs and all of them came back with with good feedback. Um, Mm. But I also felt that I'm not going to only sell to Swedish people, so I need to know how is the reaction for Norwegian people, how is the reaction from French people, American people, Canadian people. Mm. And um, it's interesting to, to see that in many ways a lot of people is... Uh, very uh look-alikes, but also not. Mm. Um, but what we did, to be honest, is that we focus basically only on entrepreneurs and people in, in high positions in, in, uh, in their companies. So if you win a lottery and you are from a small city in Sweden, for example, uh, we, we rather send that a potential client to a competitor. And mm. that might sound a little bit strange, but uh, for me, it's not because for us, it's important to, to work with our clientele and help them the whole way and rather mm. put down a lot of time to get a really happy client instead of just trying to sell to whoever.
0: Thinking about kind of your, your Spanish network now that you moved to to where you're now uh, s- um, situated. So, you know, do you go? How do you how do you start building a network in that new country?
1: I did something that I am very proud and and very happy uh, of today. Uh, the first person I recruited into the company was, from my opinion, the best Spanish real estate broker, an educated uh, Spanish broker that's been real estate broker in Marbella for 15 years. Mm -hmm. It's obvious that this person knows 10 times more than I do uh, about the market and um, so I did something that more or less no other Swedish real estate companies in in Marbella uh, has done. And um, this person is still in the company and uh, he's uh, still very, very important because of his network finding really good properties to often much lower prices than um, uh, the properties that is officially on the market that everyone Mm. can find. So that's also a good tip. I mean, whatever you start, what type of company, try to hire one person that knows everything about applications or whatever. Uh, And that has a really good network in uh, the city where you want to establish the company.
0: Uh, that's super, super hands-on, I think, as a, as a tip. How do you see challenges coming now for entrepreneurs? I mean, uh, I'm thinking about the corona situation. Uh, how has that affected your business, for example? And what, how, do you, how do you see that kind of impacting your business or industry going forward?
1: Um, at the moment, it's, uh, it's a huge problem, of course, because no one can travel to Spain. And um, yeah. I went out in the last second because I can do more business from, from Stockholm than sitting locked in in my apartment in, in, uh, in Marbella. Um, in the long run, I, will, uh, I can assure you that it will be a huge increase of uh, demand Uh, because a lot of people will will understand that they want to invest in life quality now. And also, as we talked about in the beginning, digital meetings will establish. uh, But um, in in a short perspective, I mean, our uh, rentals right now, villas that we rent out short term, are of course, all the bookings are cancelled or postponed to the autumn instead of the spring and summer. So, 2020 will be a black year when it comes to, to business. On the other hand, uh, we've sold a lot of off-plan uh, apartments uh, over the phone, which we can because of good relationship with with clients that trust us and um, that also can see a lot of properties in virtual reality online. But um, of course, I mean, the, the sales will go down a lot this year and uh, mm. it will be the same for everyone. But as soon as this opens up, I think a lot of people uh, will see the different the world in a different way and yeah. um, hopefully they will also respect people in a different way. I, I hope that this corona thing will um, uh, give opportunities for, for scientists to, to see... Uh, what's going on in in the world with climate change and uh, get analysis from from this and uh, get useful information Mm. Uh, and also I hope that people uh, in general will will be more friendly uh, against each other and respect each other in a a different way
0: Mm.
1: but I mean the history uh, says a lot also about people and unfortunately in a couple of months after this is gone maybe we we forgot about what actually happened but because of the digitalization i think a lot of people will will unfortunately lose their jobs Uh, and but they will get new jobs in the digitalization but uh, it will take some time.
0: Thanks a lot. Uh, I love talking to you, but uh, we're closing in on the end, actually, of this episode. And before we do that, we have a question that we ask a lot of our uh, guests. And that is actually if you have somebody that you would like us to invite to this podcast.
1: Yeah, for sure. Many. Um... My business partner would be great, so we get more (laughs) commercial. (laughs) Uh, uh, No, I think you should invite uh, the CMO of Synsam, uh, Mikael Grimborg. Uh, He's working there today. Uh, Before that, he was uh, the sales director of the TV4 in many years. Uh, He was uh, one... um, uh, He he was my boss, but he was... um, Uh, a person that built probably over 300 startups with TV commercial and today he's transforming uh, the whole um, industry of uh, uh, glasses uh, in a very interesting way uh, where he uh, changed that industry to subscriptions for example Um, and uh, he's a very inspiring person and um, uh, for me also a very important person in my life so I am 100% sure that uh, he will have a lot of interesting things to say to, to your listeners.
0: Thank you. That's, that's uh, awesome. Let's, uh, let's try and get a hold of him. <laughs> uh, thank you once again, Jimmy, for joining us. We loved having you in Get Savvy.
1: Thank you very much for having me.